The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin skinned. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Hard Hide Poncha Tool and Strawberry Whiskey. I'm taking a victory lap. I told all you people all week, nobody, and I mean nobody, plays as good when their playoff dreams are on life support. Saints dominate Tampa start to finish. Got a little hairy at the end there. Needed some shenanigans, some weird stuff to happen. Saints win 23-13. They can't run the ball, so they couldn't close it out properly. Uh, But they're alive, and they might have injured Baker on a meaningless touchdown throw, Dave. That's nice. Um, (laughs) So, listen, Saints... I would say, and it, we got all, we got Kevin, we got Dave, we got Andrew with it. I would say, Andrew, I'll go with you. Uh, I would say this is the best the Saints have looked for three quarters under Dennis Allen in two years. Like, it was a complete performance, man. Yeah. I mean, no no surprise that at the end of the game, they couldn't ice it, especially with Kamara injured. And they've had some injuries on the offensive line. They were down to their third right tackle. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he actually left the game after that final drive, or Irving did. So I, I don't know who's starting at right tackle next week. And they might have to go to Trevor, penalty. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, it's odd in the sense that Derek Carr kind of went back to Derek Carr of old and just said, fuck it. I'm, I'm just bench throwing the tight ends, which is kind of <laughs> what he's been doing his whole career. Like anytime he's been good, he's just been bench throwing to Darren Waller and Foster Moreau and with the Raiders. And so, you know, he gets a touchdown to Juwan. He gets the touchdown to Taysom and uh, you know, he threw a pass to Foster Moreau as well. So, I mean, just bench throwing the tight ends. I mean, if you look at the stat line, Alave, Shahid, the receivers really didn't do much. So, but but they were able to move the ball efficiently. Uh, I mean, for them to go down the field and score on their opening drive, I think they converted four third downs on that drive. I mean, I, I don't know who that offense was, and then they cash in in the red zone. So, uh, it, it started well, but you know, the, the end of the game. Look, 
if your offense keeps going three and out, failing to run the clock, failing to run the ball, like, of course, eventually they're going to hit some plays on you. But I was disappointed to see kind of the secondary be so porous at the end. And it mired for me a little bit what was otherwise a, a truly dominant performance. But, like, kudos to the secondary. Without Lattimore, without Marcus May, I mean, they, they were down some guys. And they played absolutely phenomenal for, you know, 3.75 quarters. <laughs> and Jonathan Abram, how about him? Yeah, where'd that come from? I mean, this game. Jesus, Ralph. What? My mic is that bad? No, it's super low. You're oh. <laughs> quiet. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean. You broke it, man. Going on there. So, shenanigans. You, I can't, you another can't hear you. What? Can't hear you. All right, we'll just keep talking. What do you want us to say? I, I, uh, I, I, think he, I think he went to you, Dave, and I think the comment that he made was that the game had a lot of shenanigans. It did have a – you know what? It's funny that he said that. I didn't hear that, but, uh, you know, that's exactly where I was going, and uh, it did have a lot of shenanigans, which um, – look, I'm, I'm happy the Saints won. Always better to win than lose. Um you know, they, they, we get one more week of meaningful, meaningful football next week against the Falcons at home. Uh, but I, you know, Andrews, you know, for the first three quarters, yeah, they looked pretty good, but I'm still not, I'm, I'm still not like, you know, this game's over and I'm not like in totally in love with this team still. You're not going to be in love with this team. Well, I know. I, guess maybe, you know. I know. Maybe you're right. But, and I guess part of it is because you're right. It took all kinds of ridiculous shenanigans. Like they just got all kinds of turnovers that they had no business getting. Uh, and I, it took a lot of luck. Um, the yeah. defense, I think, willed them to victory in this game. Um, but, but, you know, I don't want to take anything away from them. You know, like Andrew said, the first drive, I think it was 14 plays, a whole bunch of clock. That was a great score. Uh, they, they scored again with Taysom before the half. They're going in 14, nothing into the half. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fourth quarter, just, just some stupid stuff kind of really soured it. Like Pete Werner covering Chris Godwin. I don't understand what's up <laughs> what with that. What was that? Yeah, I, I know. I, I agree. Downfield. I, Downfield. Down I, I, I don't understand what was going on with that. Um, the, you know, again, shenanigans, we lucked out because what's his face. That guy caught an 80 yard, 60 yard pass, uh, and then just fumbled it on his own when he hit the ground. Um, now, now now Dave, what real quick, Ralph always talks about falling ass backwards into a turnover. That, and, you know, it. I don't know that's this, this, this defense, this defense hasn't really had problems getting turnovers this year. They have created some takeaways, yeah. but. Can you ever remember a more shenanigan fall ass backwards into a turnover scenario yeah. as what we witnessed at the end of that game? Yeah. Wow. And, and you know what? And you want to, but if you want to really nitpick, uh, you could say they shouldn't have even been in that situation to begin with because they should have gone for it on fourth and one. I don't understand. They, they had the fourth and one. They lined up. They elected to try and draw them off sides and then call the timeout. One, uh, and then they decided instead to just kick the field goal. So one, if you're committed to kicking the field goal, just take the penalty. Save your timeout. Just take the penalty. Right. Try to draw them all the way down to zero. Uh, give yourself some extra time to try and draw them off sides and then just take the fight. You were close. Well, enough. it's a good, th it's, it's a good thing they didn't, Dave, because they false started. 
try and kick that. the field goal. Uh, well, I know. Fair point. Uh, fair well, point. And here's the thing. Uh, here's but, the two, th- but two, also, I don't mind the decision to try and draw them off sides. That's great. You call the timeout. Go for it on fourth and one after the timeout. And the, ice the game. Don't give it back to the team. Don't kick the field goal. You don't need the points. Yeah. I, you trust this offensive line and this running game I to get that think, yard? I think they should have gone for it. Also, I'm going to say this. Look. You know, at least for the three quarters, three and a half quarters. Yeah. I don't understand the, again, I don't understand the Pete Carmichael hate. He called a good game here. Uh, again, all of the Saints' offensive problems are not Pete Carmichael's fault. They are the people on the field. It's Derek Carr's fault. They can't mostly. run the ball. They can't run the ball. Only, uh, but it's the fault of, of the what they have to work yeah. with on the field and who's out there. Uh, this is not stop with the Pete Carmichael hate. I don't know <laughs> if they're still game. doing. I, thought, I don't know if they're yeah, still doing the Twitter account where they're photoshopping Pete Carmichael into. That's lovely. I want that to last forever. I know. Well, it's going to go on for a while. So I hope that whoever's right. running that it's account is going to go on there. a long Pete Carmichael time. is not going anywhere, but he's not the problem. He is not the problem. He was never the problem. You like look at the Adam Prentice call. That was a genius call. Okay. You want to, you want to, that was a great call. Yeah. So you want to knock Pete Carmichael for for the bad plays? I want to fucking hear you call the goddamn hotline and blow him for all the wonderful, for the, for the call that he made with (laughs) that. That that first and 10 play action rollout to Jawan Johnson was nice too. Now, come on. Okay. You want to hate on him? Then you better give him some love too. I want to hear it. Yeah. I I, I have a few observations uh, real quick. Well, I'll, I'll just say this real quick. I feel like I'm getting a false sense of like Derek Carr turning a corner. It feels a little bit like when <laughs> yeah, John, John Forcade oh caught fire God. at the end of that year. And we're like, oh, yeah, Forcade's the guy. He's good. <laughs> and then he starts the next year and he's awful. But I, I do feel like Carr's turned a corner. Like, mm-hmm. I know like the Rams game wasn't great, but like if you look at the last four weeks statistically, like it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. And I, I will say this about Carr. And I, I said this earlier when we were recording, he's always been his best throwing the tight ends. And this was the first time, like, where has this Jawan Johnson been all season? Like, finally, he put together a game where he was making plays. He was doing stuff after the catch. And it, and it was just like, man, if he had played like this all season, what kind of Derek Carr would we have had this year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I just feel like this offense I'm not... and car playing well and, and, and like forget the car stuff for a second also. And this is where I disagree with Dave a little bit. This run game is stale. This whole zone read thing, which Kamara's not good at anyway, like it, it's it's not working. And I don't know if it's the guys up front. I don't know if it's personnel or like scheme wise. And this is where I, I don't think Pete has ever had to think about how to create run plays because he's had Drew Brees and it's been easy to throw and they've been able to run against the normal front. Well, those days are gone. And so, yes, when they get creative with the weird jumbo packages and Taysom Hill stuff, like, yes, that works on occasion. But the standard handoff to the running back and run, like, they can't do it. (laughs) They can't do it. And so, like, that's one thing where I I think Pete Carmichael coaching-wise conceptually – I think part of it's the personnel and the play up front, but I think part of it's just like they're, they're not executing run plays. And it's why in games like this where they should, they should be winning 34 to nothing, they can't finish these games off because they can't run the ball. 
Yeah, and I'm not going to argue anything uh, relating to that. Uh, I think you have a point. Going back to what you said about Carr, too, statistically on paper, his stats the last few games, maybe save for the Rams game, uh, it does look like he's finally catching on. Um, I'm not arguing with that. Uh, but all that being said, my concern is is like I I just think that like he's going to regress back to normal Derek Carr. I don't I don't no, think that I this think, is the new think, Derek Carr that we're going to see moving no, forward. I think, I think this, like it could be as it could be as soon as next week we're going to see. Uh, oh, I don't know. Man. Atlanta, we're going to be like, oh shit, Atlanta, real Derek Carr is back. Atlanta just lost by twenty. I feel like there's a chance that Atlanta's let go of the rope, and uh-huh. like you might it might be a party in the dome next week. But Kevin, um. The Saints are alive, and 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 as Andrew with just the said, sound they, of music, they can't they can't they can't run the ball. But what's more, what's what's a more hopeless situation? Carolina's offense next week versus Tampa, or the Saints trying to get a hundred yard rusher before twenty twenty three comes to a close? No, no, well. Well, 2023 is coming to a close tomorrow. Like, so so, we've got about eight hours left in 2023. That's done. That's done. (laughs) It ain't happening. So, this Carolina has a hundred, had 124 yards of total offense. They lost 26 to nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels pretty hopeless, but the pass rush today, I, I felt like, guys, they only sacked Baker twice. But I thought it was for the third th- third out of four weeks. Like, it was good. And Tampa, like, they're not the Giants' offensive line. They're not Carolina. Like, they're decent on, up front. Like, the pass rush was pretty good today. And, um, you know, and, and the other thing was, and anyone can comment, is I was stunned. Like, Tampa just refused to give up on their horrible running game. Like even when they're down like 20 to nothing, they're still running the ball on first. It was, it was something have the saints turned a corner with their run defense. Maybe anyone. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I thought, yeah, I I think the run defense has been pretty good for a minute now. Um, You know, look, I, this all comes down to weird playoff scenarios now next week. And, and it's just, it's just, it's frustrating in the sense that it mm-hmm. took them this long to figure this out. I, I gotta be honest. I'm really surprised the saints played this well and won this game. <laughs> and, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because we're seeing Derek Carr do this with like Alave on one leg, Michael Thomas out the offensive line in shambles. Kamara injured mid game. Like it's, this isn't even like half the offense that he had earlier in the season when he was playing like shit. It's just, it's, it's a real head scratcher that like they're finally figuring it out. And you know, they go on the road and play the team that by all accounts is the best in the division. That's kind of separated itself a little bit from the pack Mm -hmm. and, and they go in there and they absolutely put, I I think uh, my cousin Moscona put it like this. It was a three hour chokehold was basically what this game was. And they go into Tampa and they do that. And I got to be honest, like Tampa came into New Orleans at the beginning of the year and and did that to the Saints. So I got to be honest, like I did not expect this. And, you know, I'm guarded, you know, because this team, Dennis Allen has hurt me. 
Pete Carmichael has hurt me. Derek Carr has hurt me. And, you know, the, the, Mickey Loomis and this personnel and, and the, the decisions that they make, like, I, I am very guarded with my heart. But I'll be damned, guys, if, if they didn't surprise me today. And if there's not a part of me that's like, man, man maybe they're starting to figure it out and turn a corner here. <laughs> and, I mean, it, but it does feel, like, frustrating. It's, like, too little, too late. Like, if they played this well – against half the shitty teams they lost to, it's like, man, you go back now to some of those games they lost, Green Bay when they were up 17-0 or whatever it was at halftime. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these games they let, they let slip out of their hands or these comebacks that they were so close to pulling off, like, or, or groupie in two games this season missing like, very makeable field goals for them to be able to win games. Like, that's all it took for, this, for the Saints to be in full control with all they would need is a win against Atlanta and they wouldn't need to rely on Carolina doing their dirty work for them to to host the playoff game. That that, that's how close this team was. And may I'll be honest, like this win was awesome. It should feel much better. And it's just like, that's the same season in a nutshell. Kevin, I want to give, I want to give Kevin props. And if you're listening to this, uh, this podcast, you're listening to uh, the, this version of it. Uh, by the way, we'll have a patrons-only version with no ads if you don't like the ads. But, Kevin, I want to give you props because when we did a preview on Thursday, you brought up two really good points. The Saints and Tampa are both terrible at running the ball. The team that will run the ball the best is probably going to win. And you mentioned that this crew loved to throw penalties, flags. It didn't end up quite the penalty show that I thought it might early in the game. Um, but they had a lot of penalties. And I was thinking... Can you guys ever remember as late a call on that two-point conversion that Tampa got? And they took away. I mean, that call. They'd say, I feel like this Tampa was about to do an onside kick, and they're like, no, 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 oh, no. Oh, that that came that that came that came from the booth, Ralph. That was a review. That was a punt it review. It did come from, from the booth, but that's the problem. It shouldn't have come from the booth. The refs on the field should have called it. A Debo saw it immediately after the catch was yes. made and pointed to his feet. <laughs> yes. A Debo saw it, which means the refs should have seen it. It should have been flagged immediately. Yeah. Well, Dave's right. The 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 issue the issue is and and I'm only repeating stuff that I've like heard mentioned. Uh, elsewhere is the refs are are taught or instructed or trained to uh, make a call, but, but let it, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're worried, let it go to the review, like, like let the booth handle it. And I think that's fair. I think that's the way it should be. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey. 
whiskey.com. Aren't you arguing know. against yourself, Dave? No. I mean, look, <laughs> the, 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 the fact is the refs, are, I, I, my point is like the refs are obviously they're flawed because they're missing calls, but I'm happy that they get the call correctly at the end of the day, however it gets called. But like, uh, like I, 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 the, thing, the thing I do like about that offsetting penalty is that you basically get a free shot on Baker Mayfield. And, and I, and like Ralph said, like low, low key, that could have major implications next that. week because that. the saints, Oh, you said that because the saints need Tampa to lose. Yeah. And if Baker goes into that game, either not able to play where they have to play a different quarterback or he's compromised and his play sucks because of it. I'm telling you right now, like we're going to look back at that play right. and be like, Teron Matthew saved our season. <laughs> right. Well, so I put that, playing... that roughing the passer put us in the playoffs. No, no, no. <laughs> I have been looking at the playoff machine, uh, not to be confused with George Michael sports machine, but I have been fiddling with the playoff machine and the saints can still get into the playoffs as the seventh seed. Even if the bucks win next week. They need Seattle. Right, they, they need, need Seattle right. to lose. Seattle, today. Seattle needs right. to lose twice. Right. Well, also on top of that, Seattle has to lose oh, both geez. games, and whoever loses or or whoever wins tonight between Green Bay and Minnesota has to lose the following week. All right. Well, that's this is ridiculous. That's too mm-hmm. much. Um, I, yeah, I think... but Dave, here's, the, here's the thing, Dave. Here's the thing. You say that it's too much. I mean, sure. Here's yeah. the thing. In 2004, the Saints were 7-8 and eight and went to Carolina, and basically they had all these permutations that had to occur, but it was like, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins between the Saints and Carolina, unless 9,000 things happen, the winner's going to the playoffs. So it, everybody was like, Saints-Carolina, it's a play-in game for the playoffs. Well, the Saints I mean, won, and all the 9,000 things happened, and they didn't get in. Well, so like... You say it's not likely, but like, I, like here's the thing. I think you got you got. Well, you guys, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're talking about this Tampa game, assuming the Saints are going to beat the Falcons. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, the Saintsiest thing to happen <laughs> is that Carolina wins at the gun, and we have it, and we lose to the Falcons at home. Here's that's the, what's going to happen. Here's the wow. thing. Here's the oh, thing. Boy. Final question. We'll deep. We'll dig deeper into this. Uh, on the, the, the live stream. But I'm going to tell you this. If I said to you, because I think, I think now, like we know DA is safe. Like the reports are out, Underhill, Rappaport, like DA is safe. Whether you like that or we don't, whatever. I feel like DA yeah, is safe. Not, not, nothing, not, nothing that happened today is going to change. Nothing's going yeah. to change. Yeah. But on the flip side, Kevin, I feel like old Arthur Smith, I feel like he's he got beat thirty seven to seventeen. I feel like oh, all the Smith coaching for his job next Sunday. Ugh. You like my you like my Southern Colonel Sanders accent? That's, yeah, I don't even I don't even know what that was. I don't I, even know it's terrible. But he's coaching you, for his job. Leave leave the voices to me. All right, so he's coaching, <laughs> he's coaching for his job Sunday. So if I told you the Saints can have a party next Sunday. Okay. Totally destroy Atlanta every which way. Draw, quarter them, burn the burn the body, scatter the ashes to the wind. Said send Arthur Smith's head back in a box to Atlanta. I'll give you that, but I don't guarantee you any other 
good Saints playoff scenarios which occur. And the 42 to nothing or whatever pounding the Saints give Atlanta makes it likely that Arthur Smith is going to get fired. Do you right. take it and just roll with it uh, and hope for the best come playoff time? Or do you not really – are you kind of apprehensive? Like, I don't know if I want Arthur Smith fired. He's so bad. Maybe we could squeeze one more year out of him. And also, you might make the playoffs. You might. So what do you? Yeah, I mean, shoot. It depends how many of these matches are going to be matchups are going to be at noon, or not. Like, are what are you going to? You know, are we going to know what's going on? Ugh. I I wonder. I wonder. I don't know, guys. It might not. It it might not be the worst thing to house Atlanta, finish the year nine and eight, not make the playoffs. And just end it there. <laughs> it's like a bowl game. I, I mean, it might <laughs> like just be like, we beat Atlanta. We've got a winning record. Yeah. And like, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. We don't have to deal with, you know, the pain and suffering of what waits for us on the other side. I think that's we probably can just end it here happen. with the win over Atlanta. I well, I, I, okay. Okay. So 21 part two. Okay. So yeah. if you're so, so assuming Assuming DA isn't going, like, absolutely isn't going anywhere. We know, we know you can't get rid of Carr uh, in tw- next year. So you would want them to beat Atlanta, finish second in the division. Then they get the quote unquote second place schedule, which is harder. 2024, they kind of just like, you know, is, is a wet fart. Then, then everybody is run out of town or sent packing. And then 2025 is a complete clean slate. Yeah. I mean, Look, I don't know. I'm trying to find silver linings this, here. Every, everyone talks about the play schedule. Like, first of all, we don't even know what those teams are going to look like next year. We don't know which quarterbacks are going to be injured. This, this whole, like, schedule, ease of schedule, we don't even know how good the teams we play are going to be. Half the teams that you think are good end up being terrible and vice versa. So, this whole like ease of schedule thing, like I want to beat the Falcons. Shouldn't that matter more than some hypothetical of a team that a, you're going to play that I'm might, or might, might extra, not be good? I'm just trying to think of extra reasons why 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 and you might want to consider rooting for the Falcons or, or rooting the, for the Saints to beat the Falcons. Here's the thing: everybody says, "Oh, the Saints. It's going to be such a hard schedule next year. You have to play the AFC West and the NFC East. You know who else has to do that?" The seven and nine Falcons and the eight and eight Bucks and the two and fourteen Panthers. What? Pray tell, I asked Dave, makes anyone think anyone in the NFC South knows what they're doing? Uh, yeah, no. I, <laughs> looking ahead to the future, all this stuff is is ridiculous. Uh, nobody knows what they're doing. I agree with you, Ralph. Uh, you, you you can't predict any of this stuff. You, yeah. you, no idea. I mean, look, we had the easiest. I mean, we had the easiest schedule. The, 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 Bucks, the Bucks. I gotta tell you, man, it was like looking ourselves in the mirror. I <laughs> thought Baker Mayfield was having a great season. I I thought Baker Mayfield was good. He he got completely outperformed by Derek Carr. He should be embarrassed. And and you know, for a second there, I thought the Bucks were like, okay, maybe they're the team in the NFC South that's not as bad. Dude, they're the freaking nope. Saints. 
I watched them play today. The Bucks or the freaking Saints or the freaking Falcons. They're all the same. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Bucks are probably going to win next week and win the division, probably. But it's not a given. Because I watched that team today, and they are absolutely capable of fumbling that. I watched them fumble when that dude was going all the way and then <laughs> fell because the turf monster got him. And then he just fumbled it without being touched. He just gave up. I watched him do that. You're telling me that a guy that does that can't lose to the Panthers next week in Carolina? <laughs> the Saints, um, the Colts won. So the Saints will, in fact, have one win over a team with a winning record. So congrats, congratulations. Well, Hoorah. I, I, actually, they're 500 now. No, they're, 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 they're nine and seven, I think. Yeah, they're nine and seven. Colts. No, they're eight. The and Bucks eight. are eight and eight. No, the no, Bucks eight. are eight and eight, but the Saints Colts. beat the Colts. So they, they have one win over. Oh, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. They have one win gotcha. over winning team. So listen, I enjoyed today. I enjoy the Saints winning. I, I like, I love the playoff machine. I love it. It brings me back to my youth, Kevin, when the Saints of the, of the, of the 80s and 90s, the playoff machine, they didn't have it then. You had to like do it on a, on a, on a loose leaf paper with an advocate. It was very complicated, kids. They didn't have Google or the ESPN playoff machine to help you. I love that. It brings me back to my youth. I hope everyone enjoyed today as much as I did. In fact, now there's some sort of, hey, Max, what's that sour candy that you love? It's some kind of spray thing. It looks like a grenade, and you spray it in your mouth. I told him if Tampa won, I'd buy him two of them. So we're off to the gas station to buy two of those things. Uh, because daddy delivered when the saints win, daddy delivers treats for Max. It's how I motivate him to become a better saints fan. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. uh, I hope you enjoyed the new year. Max, come and tell the people how excited you are about this. He says, don't talk about his sour candy. Um, but anyway, (laughs) I hope you, I, I hope everybody's enjoyed this as much as I have. I love Saints win. I love playoff possibilities. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to hate watch I love Seahawks Lynn. now. It's delightful. You got to hate watch the Seahawks, and I think you got to root for Green Bay tonight because Detroit's going to beat Minnesota next week. The Bears will want to beat Green uh, Bay. Next I, week. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that because Detroit is basically locked into the third seed unless some crazy things happen uh, with Dallas and well, that's you, Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You want Green Bay to win because Detroit's not going to care about the Minnesota game, but the Bears will 100% care about beating Green Bay next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. Got confused. Steelers, 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 Steelers up 7 nothing on the Seahawks right now. All right. There we go. Things the are Saints, already working out. The Saints not getting in the playoffs and Green Bay getting in would just be the most painful thing imagine to me break my heart but anyway thanks for joining us support the show sign sign up give yourself a new year's eve present support the show it allows us to do all these amazing things thanks for thomas for running the show uh back in poland and thanks to all the patrons we are this close to getting the live the live show audio presentable and posted i got i got we got tons of people working on it thanks everybody we love you thanks for supporting the show if you don't support the show you should so everybody have a safe and happy new year until next tuesday the bar is closed